When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com You're never gonna stop. Network from Learfield IMG College. Grayson tackle 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Oh, mama! This is the Bud Light OU Huddle presented by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. The OU Huddle is also brought to you by ATT 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in barbecue. And by Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Let's go! This is the OU Huddle. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Ah, yes, welcome back to Rudy's. It is the Huddle presented by Bud Light. 
He is Ted Lehman. I'm not Toby Rowland. Toby is, I guess he's not technically bubble bound, right? He's a little outside the bubble, getting ready to call Oklahoma in the NCAA tournament as the Sooners square off against Missouri in the first round. Kind of an odd Thursday, right, Ted, as we tape this? Because typically that Thursday of the NCAA tournament, we've already gone through half of that first round right, on that yeah. first day, right? Yeah, a little different this year. We're usually underway, a hectic day, all <laughs> kinds of stuff, hard to keep up with what's going on, but... Just got the easy play right. games today. Just right. ease into this thing. Yeah, in fact, uh, as we tape this, couple games going on, but our focus is solely on Oklahoma football. And for the next hour, Teddy and I are going to recap Pro Day. We're going to hear from Jamar Kane, the second year now sooner, outside backer, rush in, defensive end. I mean, we're going with outside backer, right? I mean, it. It's yeah, a very yeah. different term you could use depending on what they're doing, right? I essentially th – I look at them as a, as a defensive end there just you go. because of the way it suits my eye. But, you know, you can call them whatever you want. I mean, technically I would say that uh, they are an outside linebacker, but it's really all the same. It's That's right. in-man on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. And then we'll hear – from a huge fan of Stranger Things, but more importantly, Nick Benito is going to be one of the keys to the Sooners' success in 2021. I'll tell you what, uh, we've been sitting here at Rudy's for the better part of the last uh, 45 minutes enjoying the smells and all the fun here. And I've never seen Ted more thoroughly all in on his film breakdown in layman's terms. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm it's, excited about it. It's just an easy little uh, talk about something that our offense does that – I find uh, fascinating. It's It's been a big weapon for them since Lincoln Riley showed up. And just kind of look at some of the nuances of what they do. Our opening segment, as always, is brought to you by McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. And we go back to pro day, Ted, and you and Chad McKee were front and center for all the coverage. How long were you in studio? Like four hours for that uh, coverage? We did a three and a half <laughs> hour broadcast with zero breaks, Plank. It was it was long. It was long, but uh, it was a fun day as it always is. Again, as typifies the sports world, very different because there is no combine. So this essentially was a pro day, one-on-one -on -one workout in a combine all in one. And man, uh, Based on the buzz, Ted, no one was more impressive than Creed Humphrey. He was great. I thought he was fantastic. Started off with his uh, measurables, height, weight. He's lost quite a bit of uh, weight to be able to move around. Over 300 pounds was great. Explosive here in the broad jump. Vertical was nice at 33 inches. Uh, 40 was good. He's right around that really nice number. That 5-0 for an offensive lineman is good. And his three-cone and shuttle were outstanding. Good quickness, showed great feet, uh, looked really athletic in all the things that he did. So I think Creed Humphrey, he made himself some money out there on Pro Day. It was a great day for him. Uh, and r before we talk about Ronnie Perkins, Ted, we got about a minute left of Creed video here. How huge was it to hit? To sh for him to showcase that athleticism because, yes, we know he can play center. Centers aren't asked to do a ton of athletic things in what Bill Beanbow runs, but he showed he could probably be a guard if called upon. Don't know about the tackle, but he showed his athleticism, and he could snap right-handed, too. Yeah. No, I, I, again, man, he, he checked every single box. It, it was a first-round performance, there's no doubt about it, for an offensive lineman. Now, does that mean that he's going to be drafted in the first round this year? <laughs> I can't necessarily say that. But on a typical year, as good as he looked, that will get an offensive lineman with his film and experience and all that, what he did at the Senior Bowl, that would get a guy drafted in the first round. Now, year by year, it gets into needs and who's drafting where and all right. of that stuff. But uh, 
it was an outstanding performance, and really, it wouldn't shock me if he found himself up around number 20, 25 in, in, the, in the draft. How about this guy, Ronnie Perkins? There were varying reports about the 40 that he either tightened up or that he stood on it regardless. Can check all the boxes fit for Ronnie on Pro Day 2? Yeah, I think so. I think one of the critical things for him was being over that 250-pound number, uh, and he was 6'2", 250 pounds. Uh, that, that's good. Is it great for him? I, he's, he's still – I'm not sure exactly what position he plays in the NFL, which is going to be a problem, but – He's a really good football player. Uh, you see some of the footwork here in some of these numbers. Not excellent, but not bad. I, I think checking the boxes is about right on Ronnie Perkins. No outliers, nothing to make you say, ooh, boy, man, I, I don't know about this guy. Right. Was, was pretty good in everything. You would have liked, since he's a little bit smaller of a guy, for him to move a little bit better on the shuttle and – the uh, three cone. Why? Because as his size right now, he's a stand-up guy on the edge. I think he'll get bigger, but as a stand-up guy, what, what are they going to say? Well, can he move in space? And they're going to look at those numbers to see how well you move in space. And those numbers aren't great for a stand-up outside backer. You know, it's interesting because we're going to talk about Ramondre Stevenson here in a bit. But the, the, the rush in, the outside backer, the, the edge, whatever you want to call it, they're very similar to the running back in that there's a handful of guys that are first-round talents, and then there's that group to where, all right, where are they going to fit? And with a guy like Ronnie Perkins, it's more, okay, what does the team want? Do they want a taller, lankier, bend guy like Jalen Phillips? Or do they want a power guy like Quiddy Pay? Or do they want a guy like Ronnie Perkins who can do a little bit of everything but loves football? You know, I, I, right. I, I think he's got a chance to still go in the first-round, Ted. All right, Trey Brown. Corner, kick returner, 4-4-40 runner. He said in his postgame he can run faster and then tagged it with the, the people that know, no. Oh, I know. And <laughs> I'll tell you what I know is that does not look like a 4-4. <laughs> I, I still don't believe that that is properly measured. Ooh, okay. I, I mean, okay. He just, he, if they run it back and show you, the dude is absolutely ripping it <laughs> and there was nothing about what he did that was bad technically it was i i thought it was i loved your play by play of his technique by the way oh, it's it was great. fantastic it's great and no i thought he i thought he did well vertical 38 as a shorter corner you want your vertical to be higher show that you can get up and compete for those balls against taller wide receivers he did that three cone was good shuttle was good bench press 13 reps for for a guy his size it's not a red flag. It's good. So I thought he did well. Here's the thing. Remember, it's the film and what they've seen with you in their eyes. Like some of this drill work stuff, they're going to look at it. Yeah, but you're not going to blow anyone away with your drill work at, at Pro Day. What you're going to blow them away with is how would you cover live wide receivers at Senior Bowl in a tough environment, and he was fantastic. He excelled at it. All right, so from Trey Brown, who's looking like maybe a day three pick to a guy that is trying to push his way into day two. We talked about the running back position. Two guys are viewed as first-rounders, and Najee Harris right now and Travis Etienne. Then you have a lot of guys in a pool, and Ramondre Stevenson is one of those with former Sooner Trey Sermon that it's just about finding the right fit with the team. What stood out to you in his pro day performance, Teddy? How everything looked effortless. It looked like he wasn't trying very hard. And some of the numbers aren't just blow you away numbers, but he's smooth. And I think smooth matters whenever you're carrying the football. And I think it translates to his film whenever you're watching him tote the rock. 
he is never like straining. So that means he's always got his cleats underneath him. He's always got great balance and it's hard to tackle a guy that's got great balance like that. People bounce off of him because he's not on the edge of out of control. So I, I think the way that you see him make his way through some of these drills is the same for the way that he runs whenever he's got the football. A little bit more methodical, a little more smooth. It's aggressive, don't get me wrong, but he's not in a massive rush to hit the hole and run into the back of his blockers. So I think it just translates really well to what you see on the field from him. A guy that's always under control, has his cleats underneath him, isn't sliding around trying to to make these unbelievable cuts and everything. Just a smooth, smooth running back, and I thought it translated. Would have been great to run faster, sure. obviously, because running back's a weird spot because, you know, he weighed 230 pounds. There's going to be running backs that are under 200 pounds that run, you know, 4'4", four, 4'3". Four, four, <laughs> so there's this, going to be this wide range of numbers in the in the running back position but 463 is a good solid number. Yep. Uh, and tread on the tires, like he said, didn't play a whole season. All right, let's shift from the running back to the guys that make it possible for the running backs to have lanes and holes. Adrian Ely, with a year of eligibility left, decided to turn pro. Uh, had a really nice season the last couple of years. Ted, I, I got to be honest, I didn't watch much of his pro day performance. So, what caught your eye and what the big man did? Well, I mean, he just shows that he's a, a pretty decent all-around athlete, but this isn't his thing. He's not a test day superstar. Kind of like Orlando. Yeah, right? I- exactly. And this is the real thing is Bill Biedenboe offensive linemen or offensive linemen don't let the rusher get to the quarterback. <laughs> and take a guess what the most important thing is at offensive line. It's the quarterback. making sure the guy you're blocking doesn't get to the quarterback. It's not how much you bench or how fast are you. Is your guy making plays? And his guys don't make plays. So the film is critical for Adrian Ely. I think the pipeline and the uh, cachet that Bedenboe's guys have built up in the NFL uh, makes people realize that whenever they see Adrian Ely. I think uh, he's not going to be a first-round or second-round guy, I don't think, but – He's going to be a really nice asset for someone. I agree. Pretty good uh, day three pick. Tony Pauline has him in his top 100 prospects, which could be a second round pick. Hey, how about Trey Norwood? The surprise of the early entries to the NFL draft. But, you know, Ted, they need they need to see him. He needed to be in front of teams. And that was the big key for him is to go out and show that he can do these drills at a high level. Good broad jump over 10 is always great. Uh, 33 and a half verticals. Good four five in the 40. I mean, all of his numbers are are pretty solid. I think for Trey, the important thing is that people know and understand his story. And whenever they call the coaching staff to ask about him, that's exactly what they're going to say. It's like, here's a dude that missed an entire season with an ACL. Uh, We didn't have the next spring for him to practice and get back into the, the grind of things. Then over that season, oh, he missed 28 days of contact, contact tracing. tracing. My God! And then whenever he was finally able to come back and play, he played safety, he played nickel, he played all over the place, never had a chance to really settle in. So I think that's part of the whole story with Trey Norwood. He's just an all-around football player that understands defensive concepts and those guys make their way onto rosters. And then finally, I thought this was big. I, I know Kenneth Mann didn't get a chance to work out, but Dylan Famatu last year, their warrant – 
rookie minicamps, Ted. There weren't free agent tryouts. The undrafted guys were really kind of left in a rut. So I was happy to see Dylan go through the drills and maybe catch someone's attention. Yeah, and this is why I think it's dumb that the NFL is trying to get rid of preseason games because that's how guys like Dylan make rosters is in preseason film. Uh, preseason games on film. Uh, it's good to, to show that you're still out there to be active, to be on the radar. Did he blow anyone away with any of these numbers? No, but you got NFL scouts and GMs there watching you work out, showing that you're still out there and actively pursuing uh, uh, a roster spot somewhere in the league. So I thought it was big for him. It was an impressive pro day and probably the most important pro day we'll ever have at the University of Oklahoma because there's no combine. Which is a great guys. advantage for these guys to have yeah. have those numbers running, uh, lifting right here at your own facility, be your official numbers. That's a huge advantage. Our opening segment is always brought to you by McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. All right, let's focus on the now. Get a little bit more on Ronnie Perkins. Jamar Kane is next on the OU Huddle from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by Bud Light. The Huddle is brought to you by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Kim Cade Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Welcome back to the OU Huddle, presented by Bud Light. We're live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on a Thursday night with Teddy Lehman. I'm Chris Plank. Toby off with the OU men's basketball team, and he'll return. Well, hold, I hope he doesn't return next Thursday. I hope it's you and me again next Thursday, because that That's would mean Oklahoma point. moves on. So good we'll point. see. Regardless, we always get a chance on the huddle to talk to one of the Sooner assistant coaches, and tonight we're going to go one-on-one with Jamar Kane as we get our coaches report presented by Riverwind, Riverwind, still the one. We had a chance to talk about your young guys, Clayton and Kambanj, on signing day, but um, obviously these guys are physical freaks, Coach. How have you seen them progress as they've been on campus? Well, we move Ethan out to my position. Oh, okay. Ethan down, so that that's another guy. Um, again, it's been fun to see their bodies grow because when they first got here, they were just like long, skinny kids, <laughs> and they never like did some of the, the, the movements that were asked them to do. So the first two weeks, it was like, ah, then he just start seeing them grow and get you used to it so it's been really fun all really athletic um ethan's a- a- athletic um clayton is a freak and nate's gonna take a while but he all they all look good um i'm excited about this this group i'm really excited that i get them in spring ball here in, in a week a week from today get them in spring ball sorry a week from monday and i'm just excited to see them get on the field and go because now that could get those kids like nick and it kind of step those guys back and just give these guys as many reps as they possibly can have. And then you mentioned uh, with Nick coming back and IT, Isaiah Thomas around. 
that experience that you have of guys mm-hmm. that have been in your room for a year, Coach, they kind of get what you want, right? Right. Um, especially now during our walkthrough sessions that we, we've been allowed to have, to see Nick and IT just really take take the technique and take it to the next level in year in year two. And a kid like like Reggie Grimes as well. Yeah. Um, he's in year two with with me now, like a year and a half now within my system. But to see those guys like just try to take the next step and understand like finishing my sentences before I even start, that's been very uh, refreshing. And I told IT like Nate is you, your freshman year, a basketball player that's trying to become a football player. So you need to take him under your wing and just try to mold him and just try to help him out as much as you possibly can. Uh, Coach Kane, you mentioned that. What are the kind of guys you're looking for? You're looking for football players, obviously, right. difference makers. But you talk about, you want those basketball players, those long guys, right? Yeah, I want length. Uh, we, we, I just felt like when I first got here, we had to get longer. And that was the biggest thing. So I want, I want bas- basketball players, guys that look like they should be power forwards or small forwards within a, within a, a basketball team. And I want, I want athletic guys that, that can bend and can run. I just want kids that are physical, too. Like Ethan. Ethan just runs and can go headbutt anything all day. He just doesn't <laughs> care like he's like the epitome of Oklahoma tough you know <laughs> and as a true freshman we're doing these walkthroughs I'm like Ethan don't go full speed like stop you know so I'm just those are all the kids that I'm looking for I love it uh Isaiah Thomas what a season what a breakout season he had last mm. year what's the next step for the memorial product you know it's funny I, I give him a lot of hell because the IT department all of a sudden that's what everybody <laughs> kind of claims and I'm like all right that department store is going to be empty if you don't have another good year all right all these department stores are closing down you're next. So um, the next progression for him is to keep building off of last year. Don't be a one-hit wonder. Don't don't be a guy where they say, oh, he was good in this year. No, just, just be a consistent foot, football player. Be a leader. Gain some more weight so you can play inside. You can play outside. You can you can use your, your, your power rush and take that to, to the next level. But I mean, IT, IT is a great example of a kid that's came in here and has done everything that Grinch has, Grinch has asked him to do, and he's gotten better every single year. Nick Benito, getting him back. What a what a fun guy he's been to follow. Same question as IT. Where's his next step need to come? So Nick is Nick and I, I IT, and I should have said this when I first got here. My my, my job is to build confidence within my my players. I just felt like they didn't have confidence in their technique, had confidence in their skill set. So I had to build confidence from day from day one with both those guys. And Nick is such a confident football player now. He's confident in what he's doing. He's even confident in the way that he walks around the, the facility now. So Nick's next step is we have to take over games, i.e. the Ronnie Perkins when he came in. Like just talking to a bunch of scouts and personnel, like they when Ronnie was on the field, he stood out. You you have a wealth of riches, it seems like, in the depth in this room right now, because yeah. we talked about IT and we talk about Nick Benito, and we brought up the three young guys that are in your room, but you had a guy like a Reggie Grimes, the wet taste of the world. These are guys that have been waiting for their opportunities, yeah. Coach. Uh, do you like the depth in this room right now? I'm really confident with our uh, depth. I'm really confident in going into spring, spring balls to get these guys as many reps. Like, people don't realize that Reggie Grimes is a 100-snap guy last year, and his snaps kept progressively got more and more throughout the season like you turn on that 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 Florida game I mean between strip um 
Perkins. I keep saying, ah, oh, with Perkins because he's gone now. <laughs> but Strip, Perk, and Reggie, that was a three-way rotation. So um, there's so much, so much skill set in there. And I just got to do a really good job this season of making sure I, I keep building on those on those guys because Reggie's going to be a special player for us here in the future. Yeah, it's, it's wild that you mentioned that. I didn't even realize he was a 100-snap guy, but we saw him on the field a lot in the Cotton Bowl. Right. So yeah. his future's bright. Yes, sir, it is. And we're, we're just, as a, as a staff here on defense, we're really, we're really excited about, about Reggie. I'm pretty sure when people come out to the spring game or they see it, however, however way they're able to see it, they're going to be happy with, with what Reggie's progressing with. I love me some Jamar Kane and Teddy. I think we're going to like Clayton Smith, too, when we get a chance to see him on the field. Oh, yeah, he's great. Uh, just a outstanding athlete. Uh, one of the top players in the state of Texas, what, number five or six player in the state of Texas, uh, has great size, athleticism. You heard uh, Coach Kane there say that he's a freak. And when you're around 100 other really good athletes, whenever a coach says that you're a freak, that means something, okay? <laughs> you don't just hear that. Guys have to really, really stand out and be special to get labeled with, with that that type of, of a term. So... I think he's a guy that's going to obviously put on some more weight, but as you see some of the highlights, he's just, he's a really fluid guy. Now, when you in high school, when you're a freak, you're able to get away with playing with a, a pad <laughs> level that you won't be able to get away with at the next level. So that's going to be big for him. Like it is most high school guys that are going to come play on the line of scrimmage. You got to be able to get those pads down. You got to love this. An Oklahoma kid that's moving to the outside. And what did he say? He was worried about running into everything for him. Yeah. His head button, <laughs> whatever uh, shows up out there. Uh, it, he's a football player, right? He's, he's a guy who just wants to play football. Uh, extremely aggressive, you know. He's he's a powerful guy, and I like that they're they're moving him to the outside. That's kind of where I envisioned him. You know, he's got some really strong hips and legs. I saw him as a as a true freshman. It was the video of him power cleaning like 300 pounds or something like that. Wow! And you just don't see that a whole lot from guys just out of high school. So he's got he's got a good like solid frame to him. Going to continue to put on weight, so I think the sky's the limit with Ethan Downs. Nathan Rawlings. Now, I've heard Kabange, Kabange, Kabong. We'll get it figured out, but NRK, Ted, only a year and a half a football, basketball guy, potential two-sport athlete, but my goodness, the athleticism is there. Well, if you're getting recruited <laughs> to play Division One basketball in a Power 5 conference, I think that means that you've got some ability and you know reach is is good you know here's one thing that I'll say that a lot of people maybe even disagree with when you are someone that is quote raw that hasn't played a whole lot of football and then you start playing and then you go almost directly to the college level it's a blessing you know why you haven't learned all of the bad habits that the rest of the guys have learned in little league, junior high, and high school, where they play standing straight up and down, where they, uh, you know, just kind of look around. You're able to be a little bit fresher with some of those, you know, just motor skills, second nature things that everyone else spends most of their career fighting. You get to learn it properly from the get-go. I love it. NRK, Ethan Downs, Clayton Smith going to be fun. How about the guys that have been on campus? Toby Rowland caught up with Nick Benito. That's next Inside the OU Huddle, presented by Bud Light. The Huddle is brought to you by 
Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Riverwind, still the one. Welcome back to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. It's the OU Huddle presented by Bud Light along with Teddy Lehman. I'm Chris Plank. And Toby Rowland isn't here with us live tonight, but before he hit the road, Love's Travel Stop and the good folks making it possible from Lander Chevy to travel from Norman to Indiana for the NCAA basketball tournament, T-Row caught up with one of the standouts for the Sooner defense in 2020 and hopefully 2021 and beyond, Nick Benito. Nick Benito, how we doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How's the offseason going so far? Oh, it's going well. You know, everybody's ready to go. We're grinding, and we're just getting ready for spring ball now, so. I, you're getting spring ball. I mean, that's exciting compared to a year ago. What's the feeling around there? Um, it, it, it's really good, man. Uh, it makes you more appreciative. You know, last year we got it taken away from us after one practice. And, you know, I know the guys, you know, we were flying around out there. We were really excited to be out there last year. And then just to have it taken away from us, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, it was real disappointing. But, you know, we're ready to get back out there and, you know, ready to get going and, and have a good start to, the you know, this next 20, uh, 22 season. So. When you look back personally at Nick Benito's season last year, uh, Grade yourself. Would you like? Would you not like? What would you like to do better this year? What are you striving to improve at? Um, obviously, I, I made some improvements from the year before. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, I've gotten a little better at my pass rush. Um, I feel like, you know, overall, I have a better knowledge of the defense and understanding more about football. And, you know, I just want to get better at, you know, all aspects of my game, you know, and, and just become, you know, overall, you know, a complete player and, you know, a guy that can, you know, lead and, and be a good player for this defense. So, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get better at every facet of the game. I want to ask about one of your guys on the uh, D line there, Isaiah Thomas, who, had a bust-out season last year, and maybe unheralded, you know, especially around the country. Tell me about IT as a guy and as a player. Man, IT, the guy off the field, probably the funniest guy you ever met. Like, just always cracking jokes, always making everybody laugh. But, you know, when it comes down to football, you know, he's a, he's a monster in the trenches, man. You know, you can move him in the three-tech, you can move him to DN, it doesn't matter. Like, a lot of guys won't, a lot of guys won't be able to block him. And, you know, I just feel like he's, he's really underrated, as you said, right now. And, you know, I definitely, you know, I think he took it personal this year, and, and he's definitely going to wake a lot of more people up this year, so. What is it about the Alex Grinch defense? that has allowed you guys to be so successful? I would just say he just he just lets us go and play fast. There's, there's not much thinking in his defense. Um, you get the call and you either go this way or that way and just go 100% fast, and there's not really much thinking to it. So when you just have a, a bunch of guys that just want to make plays and you just tell them to go get after, get after the passer or just go through that gap and just blow the play up, you know, it makes life for us on the D-line easy. So you know, I definitely want to give him credit when it comes to that. Paul, this question is about your defense as a whole. Um, what did you think about things when you first arrived on campus? If you can think back to your freshman year, compared to going into this year, where you guys are defensively and your ability to take the ball away, the, uh, the ability to control a football game on the defensive side of the ball. From the outside, it seems like you've come a long ways. But what does it feel like from the inside? 
Um, from the inside, I would definitely say my freshman year, you know, there, there was always talent here, man. It's, it's Oklahoma, and, you know, it, it, it was just about, you know, us believing, okay, like we're in elite defense, and, you know, I feel like as, as time has gone on, you know, as, as we've seen the production on the field and we've seen that, okay, we can actually do this, like we, we started to believe in ourselves and to believe in like we can be in elite defense, and I feel like last year was a big step for us because, you know, we showed we can hang with, with the big dogs and, and we can we can help hold teams to, you know, under 21 points, under 14 points. And, you know, this year we're looking to even make, you know, bigger steps and, and, and you know, hold up to the standard that this defense should be. And, and, uh, and I feel like this year, you know, we're going to start off in next week in spring ball. But, you know, we're definitely going to hold up to the standard of playing defense here at the University of Oklahoma. I know the whole team has a, a chemistry to it. I know the defense has a chemistry to it. This is the last question. We'll let you go, Nick. But I'm th- that front seven, all right, that, uh, that group of guys looks like, that you guys have a tremendous chemistry to you, like a camaraderie and a brotherhood. Is that true? And just tell us more about kind of that relationship there. I would say really the whole defense. I mean, you'll, you'll see D linemen hanging out with, you know, defensive backs. You'll see linebackers hanging out with D linemen, corners hanging out with, uh, linebackers. I mean, it's just everybody, you know, and, and you can definitely see it on the field, the way we communicate, the way we play together, the way we strain the ball. I mean, it's just everybody, you know, wanting to play for each other, you know, wanting to be great. And, you know, we know that all of us have a part in this defense and we are going to do our part to to achieve the, the greater good for this defense. So I definitely feel like that off the field, you know, connection with us, you know, definitely translates to the field. On behalf of my partner, Teddy Lehman, way to go keeping that number 11 jersey rolling, legendary out there. Congratulations on a great career so far, and I can't wait to watch you this year, Nick. Thanks for a few minutes of your time today. We appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. Yes, number 11, there was a certain backer that dominated in the early 2000s that wore number 11, but uh, he's putting some good uh, – he's putting his name on that well, right? Uh, he's he's great. He's He had a really good year last year. Uh, it took him if, – if you remember, it took him a little while to get rolling. Yeah. And – he really hit his stride in the back half of the season and uh, does a lot of really good things for him, uh, for them. You see him right there playing a little uh, drop edge. Here he is rushing off the side. I think the real strength of his game is, is how he is at running some of those natural stunts up front, uh, you know, setting them up to the outside and then coming in and, and working with whoever the inside rusher is. He does a great job there. Uh, you know, wants to work on all the facets of his game, and, and I like that. He's not, not complacent. He's not uh, – it doesn't feel like he's arrived and he's got all the answers. He's ready to keep grinding and – you know, there's a lot of things that he can do to improve. You're never there as a pass rusher. You have to always sharpen those skills, uh, develop new tools, be able to, to figure out how to, to counter an offensive line that maybe has you figured out a little bit. So uh, if he keeps working, he's got the tools to be great. So it's excited to hear that, that he's taken this, this approach this season, you know, uh, very aggressively. The spring's going to be big for him. Where's 11? Because he's a big Stranger Things fan, so he's been putting quarterbacks in the upside-down world. See what I did there, Stranger <laughs> Things fans? All right, how about Marcus Stripling, Ted? Here's a guy that came in Ballyhood recruit, but uh, it just seemed like every time he was on the field, he was making plays. Add him to the list. I, I'm, I'm serious whenever I, I love say this. List. We are so deep at defensive line that I don't know how they're going to be able to get all the guys on the field. 
uh, Stripling was was a, a, a big piece of what they did last year. I think the sky's still the limit for him. Uh, Stokes and Roberson and Grimes and you, the, just a list goes on and on of guys that you feel comfortable whenever they're out there, even in critical moments. We have our guys that we feel like are our starters, but there's, you know, because of rotations, you just never know whenever something's going to happen. I'm comfortable with any number of those guys being out there. So uh, he's just the next in a, in a long list of guys. But I do think that having this base under him in this defense, this is where he's really going to take off. I think this year for Strip's going to be going to be really big. How about this guy? Isaiah Thomas, an incredible backstory was a track and field guy in high school. Oh, you saw him, brought him in. It took him a couple of years. And once he once he's been on the field, especially in how Coach Grinch and obviously with uh, Calvin Thibodeau and now with Jamar Kane, how they've used him. Ted, I feel like he's one of those guys every year. He's just improved more and more and more. No, he is. And I was just thinking about it. And Isaiah Thomas, because I'm like, who does he remind me of? He reminds me of a guy that I played with. And this is a name that a lot of people probably aren't going to be familiar with. But the guy's name is Adrian Owassum. Hmm. And he played at North Texas. He played basketball at North Texas. He played defensive end at North Texas. Uh, went on to play for the New York Giants during that time, whenever they were running that great pass rush defense when they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, it was a uh, was a track and field guy also in high school. There's a lot of similarities between the two, and they look and move uh, very similar. And that that and Adrian is one of the the later on better pure pass rushers that that I played with. Just had fantastic hands, and as you see that chop and rip right there mm-hmm. from Isaiah Thomas looks a lot like Adrian Awasom, and he's he's developing those tools. He's getting better and better and better, and I thought last year, and we heard Alex Grinch say this last year, that someone's going to have to explain to me why Isaiah Thomas (laughs) isn't the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year is what Grinch said. And I totally agree. He was consistent from game one all the way through, made plays behind the line of scrimmage against the run, tackles for loss against the pass, in sacks, was a leader for them. Uh, I think he's poised to have – if last year you can't say it was a breakout season, well, this year he's going to be on the radar nationally. And I, I was impressed with how versatile he was because you see him and most of the most of the big plays came from the outside, but they used him inside some too, right? Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Whenever you have bigger edge guys that have the ability to to be really good with their hands and be explosive and you can move them inside, in pass rush situation, we've seen people – NASCAR package or cheetah package or whatever. They take a big defensive end, move him in, and bring an extra rusher outside that just gives you more versatility there on the, the defensive front. If you had Adrian Owasson on the bingo board tonight, <laughs> then you win. North Texas averaged, I was looking it up real quick, uh, two points per game a senior year, but I think football ended up being. No, yeah. He, <laughs> but, you know, it just shows the athleticism, and it's the same thing with Isaiah Thomas. There's a lot of things that, that translate, and that's not the first guy. Isaiah Thomas, and there's a lot of basketball players that play well at defensive end just because the understanding of space and, and playing in traffic and being able to, to use your hands and pass rush uh, footwork. So I, I, I think Isaiah Thomas – has a chance just because of the body size and the ability to do some special stuff this year. And if we play like I think we're going to defensively, 
I think we've got a chance to be possibly elite, a top five, top seven, eight defense, then his name's going to be out there for some really nice accolades, and who knows whenever the NFL draft comes around. You got me jacked up about watching Isaiah Thomas in 2021 already. So when we come back, let's talk about the NFL. Let's go in layman's terms on the OU Huddle presented by Bud Light. Stick around. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Welcome back to the huddle presented by Bud Light live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Couple of NFL guys out of the uh, Sooner Edge rushing class. Oboe. In that starting lineup for the Rams, Monty Bledsoe found himself on the active roster near the end of the season for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know, Ted, I'll never forget you and and Oboe just talking after one of the OU Texas games about how he was constantly working on improving his his moves and his game and his counter. Uh, And that's what we need to see from guys like Nick Benito and Isaiah Thomas to find themselves as draftable products in 2021. I'll tell you, it's funny. Here's how things work. I, I used to talk to with Oboe after games about pass rush, and at one point I was teaching him a pass rush move that would be good for him that a guy I played with used a lot. That guy that I played with is now his defensive line coach <laughs> for the L.A. Rams in Eric Henderson. So uh, that's awesome. it's interesting how things work, and he's getting to, to learn that knowledge firsthand now. So uh, I think Oboe's great. I think Amani's great. What I like even more is that the pipeline for edge guys at Oklahoma right now looks really, really strong. It is exciting. All right, so every single week we we get learned up, as we say in the NASCAR world, by Teddy Layman's in layman's terms. And it's brought to you by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Visit KincaidCoach.com for more information. Are you focusing on the offensive side this week? Yeah, we're looking at offense because isn't that what everyone wants to learn offense from a defensive guy? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so this is just a, a really cool concept that we, we see from Oklahoma. Uh, Lincoln Riley's done this a lot since, ever, since he came here. Now, as you see this play run out, well, it's just a crossing route to Marquise Hollywood Brown, right? This is all that is. It's two by two, two receivers on each side of the ball, back in the backfield. You have a crossing route. Well, let's take a closer look at it. Um, there's the line of scrimmage. So in college, you can block downfield if the ball is caught behind the line of scrimmage. And it doesn't matter when you start blocking as long as the ball is caught behind the line of scrimmage. So as we let this roll, you'll see that Marquise Brown starts out across the line, but when he catches it, he is behind ah. the line of scrimmage. So whenever you look at the, the film, you see this this player's already being blocked, and this is a called play. This is this is how it's designed. So 
you can go up, you can release and start blocking that guy. And basically what you do is you pin the player on that side of the formation that should pass off whenever you get crossers, you pass them off to the next zone. Well, the back in the backfield releases upfield and pins in the number three, the guy that's zone blo- or zone dropping on the number three. There he is. He's looking at the running back, and he pins him in. And you just run around the edge. And if you guys can run it back, back there in, in the booth, watch the chase player. Okay, so they know that this, place, this play happens. So in zone, or even in man, you got to run with the guy. But in zone, if three is away from you, you have to you have to come inside with that that new number two. So this guy's chasing. He knows what's happening, so he has to collapse on it. And you got speed running away from leverage, right? Which is a huge advantage for you. But it's also a huge advantage for the offense. And here's why I'm going to show you. As we go, and, and this is just kind of how Lincoln builds off of stuff. And you know, here's just another look at it. Just a e- super easy throw and catch. Caught behind the line of scrimmage, so everyone downfield is already engaged in their blocks. So that's actually a screen play is what it is because the ball's being caught behind the line of scrimmage. Now, all right, let's freeze this right here, okay? Same exact formation, okay? You've got two by two. You've got two receivers there into the boundary. Here's two receivers wide, back in the backfield. As we run this out, you're going to see the exact same route. Freeze it again. Okay, now run it back just a little bit right here. Okay, so here's the under route. You see him coming across. He's behind the line of scrimmage. You see the running back has gone out to pin. The chase player has overreacted to this. And and it's tough because he's the only person that can make the play. Everyone else is getting blocked on the front side. So he's chasing. And what does Lincoln Riley add into the offense? We've got a read play where you can watch the center, and you'll watch the center, the offensive line. The offensive line and Baker Mayfield are also reading the chase player. If he squeezes too much, watch Eric Wren. He's looking at him. He's squeezing too hard. Baker Mayfield with a little pump fake. Out they go on the back end, and there's nobody home. Look at Eric Wren move. That's right. The big guy's running downfield. So you just see, like, the first the play is incredibly difficult to stop. I'll just tell you, as a defensive guy, I consider it to be cheating, but it's hard to stop. And the only way you can stop it is to know it, see the formation. You know what's happening. Here comes the crosser. I know what it is. You close like a freight train to stop it. And what do they do? They read off of you and come out the back end. That's why Lincoln is so good at what he does. By the way, this there's NFL guys all over this defense for TCU. LJ Collier, Travis well, Merring. All over the field. <laughs> I mean, offensively, too. I mean, yeah. this is a who's who. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch. Great breakdown, man. And I, I'm very impressed that you chose an offensive play tonight. I thought uh, – Well, I chose it from a defensive perspective. Like I said, I, <laughs> I think it's cheating. You know? But it works. It works. And you mentioned the NFL side of that. Boy, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, the wealth See, of riches is That incredible. is an illegal play in the NFL. Okay. In the NFL, you cannot block downfield until the ball is caught. So that's the difference. That's the, the little wiggle room in the rules right there between college and the NFL. That's why it's so late. Doesn't matter when it happens. He's still catching it behind the line. They're gotcha. already blocking downfield. Learn something tonight. That's Teddy Lehman in Lehman's terms. Brought to you by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Visit KincaidCoach.com for more information. We got one more segment before we wrap up the huddle. Live from Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, presented by Bud Light. 
Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Health. Good stuff in layman's terms, learning about that uh, very creative way the Sooners are able to get their receivers in space. Uh, and by the way, this is always available for download on the podcast where you can hear it at Soonersports.com slash podcast. Uh, I might not want this final segment on the podcast because I'm not very good at the numbers game, but here we go. Brought to you by Pike Pass, the fastest, safest, most efficient way to travel. Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. Hey, Sooners, don't get passed. Get Pike Pass by the numbers we always have our last segment, a little competition. Teddy, you're trailing here, but you were off last week, so. Well, I feel like whenever I've been sitting in this seat, I've done a superlative <laughs> job, and whoever's filled in has done terrible. Now, the, the video may say otherwise, right. but that's what I'm rolling with. All right, let's go with question number one. By the numbers, uh, what is the program record for most tackles by a defensive lineman in a single game? Defensive lineman in a single game. You want me to go first or do you want to? You go ahead. I'm going to say that it was 17. 17? 17. By a defensive lineman? Yes. It's going to be high. Um, I'm going to say 16. Actual answer is? I can't even read. 21. Oh, my god! I knew it was ridiculous. I'm looking all over the graphic for where it is. Yeah. 21 tackles by Kelvin Murphy in 1983. All right. So, one for me. Question two. What is the program record for fewest turnovers across an entire season? Ooh, that's tough. Pro, okay. So, I guess first, I will say... I will say the fewest turnovers across an entire season would be six and then see, I'm, I'm going to say 11. Okay. See, cause I was going to say 20, so I'm probably a little bit too high. So I'm going to go with 15. The actual answer is, <gasps> Oh, boom. You hit that on the nose. Well, it's not the year that I thought though. I was, I was going off the year that Baker had only six interceptions, but Hey, it's better wow. to be lucky than good. On the nose. All right, question number three. What is the current program record for most sacks by an individual player in a single game? Oh, my gosh. I, most I think one of your teammates game. has this. Um, I'm going to – you're up first. Oh, I'm, I'm up first. I'm going to say it's five. That's good. I'm going to say five and a half. I think it was Austin English. The answer is – Five, Five by Cedric, Cedric Jones. Jones nicely oh, done. All right, and then we got time for one more question here by the numbers presented by Pike Pass. The final question: What is the per current program record for most field goals across an entire season? This oh is where gosh. I fail miserably. Thankfully, uh, you're guessing first. I'm going to say the most field goals. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 17. Uh, see, I was going to guess 23. The actual answer is. 24. 24. God, you just destroyed me. Destroyed you, me. We hit two and of the them on the dot. the only one I got right was a was <laughs> wrong. Turnovers. It was a total wrong year. Well, I, and I guess the wrong player, but <laughs> by the numbers presented by Pike Pass. Great job by our producer, Kurt, and coming up with all these questions. By the way, I don't know who was in EVS that's uh, playing all the replays. Holy smokes, they were all nice over job. it. Nice job. With They're your fantastic. Uh, feed. Making and this great, look good. Great job in audio tonight. Here's the updated standings. 
Toby's got oh. a little bit of a decisive lead. I think you shut him out next Brutal. week. Brutal. I don't think so. I've been <laughs> terrible. Everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy the NCAA tournament. We're back here at Rudy's next Thursday night from 6 to 7 p.m. Join us live for the OU Huddle presented by Bud Light. Boomer Sooner, everybody.